And welcome to the Woods Water Mizzou podcast, episode number 12. I'm one of your co-hosts, Skeeter, and along with me tonight, as always, Case and Cole. How y'all doing? Good. Doing very, very well. Well, fellas, uh, last Saturday, we uh, our Tigers had a ball game. It was Mexico State University. Uh, Cole, you got all the numbers pulled up on that. Anything sticking out to you? I do. Um, well, you know, first half pitching a pitching a shutout, um, going into the ten minute, almost a ten minute mark of uh, of the third quarter, we were up twenty eight nothing. Luther Burden had first touchdown of the game, then Corey Schrader. Then uh, I don't know about you guys, but I was very happy to see Ryan Horsecamp um, get his first collegiate reception and the yep. touchdown. Thirty-two uh, yard pass from Cook um, to go up twenty-one nothing with uh, about four and a half minutes left in the second half or in the first half. I'm sorry. For a on that. Do what now? I said he showed some wheels for a tight end on that. He play did. Too. He did. He was He's uh, that he was, guy. Yeah, he was moving pretty good. Um, but overall, stat wise, of course, passing leader was uh, Brady Cook, uh, nineteen to twenty-seven, two fifty-one, and three touchdowns. Brady Cook was also our rushing leader, seven carries for seventy-one yards, and then our leading uh, receiver uh, was Mister Third Down himself, Barrett Bannister. Um, he had seven for seventy-one, I believe. So, well, um, I'm sorry, sorry, seven for 91, seven for 91. Um, overall team stats here is, um, uh, I mean, overall, you know, a, a decent game, a game that you would expect, um, against that type of opponent, uh, 443 total yards for us, 261 in the air, uh, 182 on the ground. We did have six penalties and one turnover. Uh, or I'm sorry, we had one fumble loss. So yes, one turnover to New Mexico State's two. Um, they only had 259 total yards of offense. Uh, they actually ran for more than they passed for, 144 on the ground to 115 through the air. Um, and they won time of possession, which is not surprising considering that there were a couple instances where we scored um, pretty quickly. But yeah, as it comes out on top, 45 to 14. Um, and I think the biggest piece that everyone's been waiting for, we finally got to see the golden boy from Georgia, uh, Sam Horn, uh, you know, step in and get, get him a series. Wait, wait. I thought everybody wanted Jack Abraham. <laughs> I did. I went for Abraham. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. We all were. That was expected though, man. We, you had to have, you had to have expected that. Hey, I will say, uh, you know, he had the one overthrow and then the one where he led Bannister right into the safety to get absolutely demolished. But the overthrow, I saw more zip and more of a lively arm. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how you cannot be drooling from the mouth as a Mizzou uh, fan after uh, getting to six him play even though it was a series but uh very bright future there i i hope so my take on this is uh i think it is obvious that sam horn is super talented he can do really big things for us i think yeah i think his arm strength i think uh 
everything physically about him is is the best quarterback on the roster right now. But I think his in-game decision-making is what concerns Drink, and that is why we're seeing Brady Cook. Yeah. I, uh, I, I know that's not popular. I know no one wants to hear that. But I think Cook's mindset is right now where we uh, Drink can trust him to not throw hospital balls, to not force balls in places, uh, not overthrow guy. I mean, he's a little bit overthrowing guys, he's underthrowing stuff. But what I'm saying is, I think mentally between the ears, Cook, uh, drink and trust Cook more, and that's why we're playing Cook. And I, uh, I know no one wants to hear that or talk about that, but I, it kind of proved it a little bit to me on Saturday night. It also proved to me that Horn is, you know, an elite talent. But maybe that's why Cook's playing. Oh, I fully believe if Cook were to get hurt, uh, it'd be Jack Abraham. Yes, that, that would be. The starter going forward to uh, have that happen anywhere this time of the year. But uh, one thing I, I did want to talk about too, it's reported, and Drink even talked about it as presser today, that uh, play calling duties for the last two weeks have been by uh, our QB coach. Oh, uh, I'm not exactly sure. Hodman, is that how you pronounce Hamden. it? Last? Hamden. 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 Okay, uh, and I feel like the offense has had two of their better games the last two weeks. So uh, I, I definitely think situational calling has been better, and I know everyone wants to uh, complain and moan about that fourth down uh, play call against Tennessee, but honestly, a play would have worked or just executed really poorly. Yeah, yeah, I think overall, um, we we kind of talked about this in the. Uh, Oh, in the group a couple days ago, I think it was Sunday. Um, there's one specific play that sticks out to me uh, that we've been we've been seeing um, plays like this lead up to it. But the jet sweeps, um, you know, the receiver in motion, handoff, you know, at the at the moment of the snap, and then you know running out wide, or even the uh, you know the snap and then the toss to the flat for a, a wide receiver screen kind of deal, where we saw um, a fake jet sweep, and then the uh, the slot receiver, I believe it was the slot receiver or he, uh, Bear Bannister might even have been up, uh, been lined up on the uh, on the strong side tight end. And then he pulls underneath, um, fakes jet sweep, and then kind of runs like an RPO to where it looks like they're going to run sort of the option. Um, and then Brady pitches it underneath the Bear Bannister. That, that's something that I like to see just because, um, you know, we've seen so much of the jet sweep and then you start incorporating little wrinkles into that, uh, you know, into that play style uh, of, or, you know, play calling, if you will. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's good to see that we're not getting stagnant. You know, it is late in the season, but it's good to know that that is in the wheelhouse. And that particular play, I think, went for 15 or 20 yards. So, yeah, I think the speeds that are on those kind of plays, I just, I don't know if the way Drink was calling originally was working. Um, mm-hmm. I, and it's like I like drinks drink scheme. I just thought it wasn't maybe ex, uh, called to execution, and maybe Bush has kind of figured that out. So I hope so. That's the, we can use that boost going in this Arkansas game for sure. Yeah, but definitely want to give a shout out to uh, what fans weathered the weather because it sounded and looked miserable just from the commentators on the game. Uh, oh, yeah, it looked I mean, brutally I think- cold. I think the wind chill was 12 at kickoff. Yes. So, 
that's insane. Um, and to those either drunk or in some form or another inebriated college students out there with their shirts off, um, y'all are wild. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it could not be me. You're a lot tougher when you're at that age in life too. So yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> props, props to them. Yeah. Uh, and as far as Tennessee, uh, I know we try to keep this strictly Mizzou and not talk trash, but uh, karma's a bitch. So there you go. <laughs> <Rob Thompson. laughs> uh, yeah, but thank you, South Carolina. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Uh, speaking of other SEC East schools, uh, Cole, you want to give us the updated SEC East? Yeah. Yes. Um, SEC East, Georgia 8-0, Tennessee 5-2, South win puts them at four and four in the conference and they are done in conference play because they play Clemson this upcoming weekend. Uh, Kentucky and Florida are three and five. And then us and the mighty Vanderbilt Commodores are at two and five. And they beat Um, Kentucky. Yep. So actually if we can win this weekend, uh, we will get there in the mix with uh, Kentucky and Florida. Florida, I believe plays they went off the top of my head, or off the top of their head. Who Florida plays? Yeah, they, they play FSU, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe it is FSU. And then uh, so, Kentucky plays Louisville. So mm-hmm. um, everyone but us, uh, Vandy and Tennessee play each other. So us, Vandy and Tennessee are the only SEC East uh, people School that are playing. not wrapped up with uh, yeah conference conference play. So yeah. man, you, you hear those numbers and it. It really just sets in the woulda, coulda, shoulda, you know, after Tennessee's loss, like, to think we possibly very realistically had a very good shot of being tied for second in the East. Uh, well, I mean, the, just the SEC in general. I mean, Arkansas beginning of the year lost to A&M, who is four and seven. We almost yeah. beat Georgia. Uh, South Carolina curb stomps Tennessee. Tennessee curb stomps us. Vanderbilt beats Florida. Like, I mean, it's just it's just such a weird year. LSU had the SEC West wrapped up two weeks ago. Yeah. It's just – it's such yeah. a weird year. <laughs> that was on everyone's bingo card, wasn't it? Right, exactly. <laughs> so, it's just – I don't know, man. It's it's crazy to see. It's been a crazy year. Um, I it's think even with a little more – yeah, it could be. That's exactly what I was going to say. With the, even a little more chaos, it could be 07 esque. Um, yeah. To where, I don't know, maybe I forget who uh, LSU plays this weekend. Who's LSU plays this weekend? AM? Yeah, AM is their, yeah, so their uh, rival. Imagine if AM, A&M beats LSU this weekend. And just, yeah, you want to say oh. no way, but <laughs> you can't tell anymore. It's pretty wild. So, yeah, that's your. Uh, that's your SEC East standings. It's been, aside from Georgia, just, you know, uh, on. They've just been – everything else has just been mass chaos. Well, their their cruise control was malfunctioning uh, October 1st in Columbia, but it gave it us did. a lot of hope. It gave us a lot of hope. Uh, by far, the most exciting game for me this year was that game. Uh, oh, 100%. So hundred percent. That was that was one of the most electric atmospheres I've been in in a long time. Um, it was just, yeah, it was it was pretty wild. I'm actually uh, 
I'm going to kind of can kind of transition us. Um, I don't know if there's anything else thoughts wise that you guys had on uh, us in New Mexico state. Um, but if you guys don't have anything, I was going to kind of transition and look at Arkansas's past game to uh, Ole Miss. Cause I think there's a lot of things that we can take from, from that game. Yeah. Go ahead. They gave up uh, 700 yards, but only 21 points. What in the world was that? Yeah, 20. Yeah, so final of uh, final of Arkansas Ole Miss was 42 to 27. Arkansas um, comes out on top on their senior day down there in Fayetteville. Um, 703 total yards of offense for Ole Miss. 703. Arkansas had 503, which I feel like is not. That's not too um, out of whack for them. Yeah. Um, I think two things that, you know, Ole Miss, I, I heard a lot or read a lot on Twitter of uh, Ole Miss having some pretty questionable penalties or uh, lack thereof. Um, 12 penalties for 116 yards against Ole Miss to seven for 61 against Arkansas. And then um, Ole Miss had three turnovers. But they also had the time of possession. Now, it was only by 10 seconds. But um, so, yeah, you know, you look at the scoring like, dang, Arkansas did pretty well. They won, you know, by 15 points. But you go into it, and if you covered up the final score and just looked at the box score or, you know, the team stats, you're like, holy smokes, man. That uh, Ole Miss should have whooped them, but they didn't. Arkansas is not known for their defense this year. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, there, there's been a lot of trending fire Barry Odom throughout their season. If you look on Twitter and, uh, so it, it's definitely a game our offense should be able to perform in. Uh, but what does concern me is, Arkansas offense with KJ Jefferson versus their backups is completely different animal, and uh, looks like he's going to be good to go. I don't think he picked up any injuries last week. Uh, his ability to make passes and reads, uh, and then so much more of the field for Rocket Sanders, and so I am concerned. Uh, with our defense facing them uh, because their offense kind of reminds me a lot of Tennessee without maybe not as much pushing the ball downfield as Tennessee does, but uh, just the fluidity of it and the way they're able to move the ball. Yeah, they don't really go up-tempo like a a Josh Heupel offense. Um, I do think it's a I'd say a fine mix between the, uh, you know, the ground and pound, the grind it out and the, uh, you know, the Josh Heupel running gun, um, just kind of looking at their, looking at their stats. I mean, Raheem Sanders had 232 yards on the ground, 42 carry or on, I'm sorry, on 24 carries. So almost 10 yards of crack now 68 of it, uh, was one run. So do the math on that. Um, ballpark of 100 and what 160 yards so still yeah. you know a, a 
pretty decent game. He did have three touchdowns. Uh, KJ Jefferson had three touchdowns. Um, and then their leading receivers, uh, Reem Sanders, their running back, had five catches. Everyone else, no one else had more than three. Um, no turnovers from them. And then looking at their defensive stats, um, two sacks and six tackles for loss uh, for for the Arkansas defense, four quarterback hurries and two passes deflected. So I haven't paid much attention to Ole Miss this year. Um, I, I would imagine that Jackson, Jackson Dart is kind of uh, the guy that, you know, would want to maybe kind of play the same type of game that uh, Brady Cook has where you're, you know, rolling out a lot or he doesn't – Jackson Dart just doesn't seem like the, the pocket passer. But then again, I haven't watched much of him. So well, I don't know if either one of you have. But. Ole Miss is a run-first offense from what I can tell of them. Uh, they have two running backs toward the tops of the leaders of the SEC rushing charts. Yeah. So they're uh, definitely a run-heavy team. But, uh, you know – with them being a run-heavy team, putting up 703 yards, you said, against Arkansas, and we're definitely a, a run-heavy team, I feel like. So uh, that that does give me optimism heading into Friday. Yeah. Uh, but it is a huge game for Mizzou in the future. Uh, you know, going 5-7 and seven versus 6-6 six and six in a bowl game, I know it's probably not going to be the bowl game that we would hope for at the beginning of the year, but at this point, give me, you know, any damn bowl game over five and seven. Yeah. So I would, I would take it. Um, it, I mentioned this just a little bit ago in the, uh, in the group chat. I, I think that kind of looking back on this season, you know, before the, uh, before this final game of the year, hopefully not final game of the year, but final regular season game of the year. Um, I I think that this season has been the perfect wake-up call, not just for Drinkwitz, but for, you know, everyone within the program, fans alike. Um, the the fact that, you know, we had people saying, oh, you know, I, you know, schedule sets up pretty decently, and especially, you know, had we known – at the beginning of the season, what we knew now with how crazy the SEC was this year. Um, oh, you know, eight and four, nine and three. I I will say personally, I was not on that train. My ceiling was seven and five. Um, now, we should be, in all honesty, sitting at seven and five right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but with all that being said, um, you know, I think this is the perfect wake-up call. Um, we, we know Drinkwitz can recruit. Um we we know that I'm trying not to get too long winded here, but essentially it's it's what we needed. We're in year three. Um, we're not. I would not call it a rebuild by any means, but I do think it curbed expectations. You may have seen that video um, today. Drink was talking about we're in such a uh, instant gratification society, um, and that's just not how things are. I mean, it's really not. It's even even given the transfer portal, um, it's just not. We're not in the day and age where 
success is just going to come overnight, even if the transfer portal and, you know, we're still in the hardest league in college football. So, um, yeah, we don't, we don't reload like Alabama and Georgia and, you know, soon to be Tennessee, I'll say it. Um, just not going to happen. So I think, I think we got this thing pointing in the right direction. It's just, uh, it, it's a matter of, you know, getting on board. Um, I'm thrilled about the continued fan and student support that we've seen throughout the season, um, even given our, our, you know, the games we played in and all that stuff. But that's just kind of my, my two cents looking at the season, um, you know, going back to some of these other previous games we played. Do you, do you have the uh, spread and over-under in front of you? I don't have my computer tonight. I am trying to pull it up right now. I want to say, uh, Case, what did you say? It was, it was five, five and, and a half, half last time I checked. Yeah, I'm trying to get it pulled up right Favorite now. Favorite of Arkansas. Yes, sorry. Yeah. Yep, I'm yeah. seeing uh, – now I'm seeing three uh, on ESPN, over-under 55 – um and then Arkansas minus three. So, so the money's coming in on Mizzou to move that line, apparently. Yeah. So which, you know, they I think they say in Vegas that home field advantage is worth three points. So essentially, if you look at it that way, it's kind of a pick 'em. You know, even though Arkansas has the, the minus three, we're we're still a three point dog, but um yeah, take give away me, the home field advantage. Give me Cole's paycheck. And put it all on the house. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, whatever you want there, Skeeter. Yeah, what do you want for Christmas while you're at it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if y'all have anything else to add for football, uh, feel free. But uh, my, my thing is, I just hope this is not our last football game of the season. Uh, and I'm not. I'm not concerned about the atmosphere. Uh, I feel like the way the the crowd has been this year uh, with everything we have to play for and the rivalry of what Arkansas is or has become, uh, I feel like the the crowd will take care of itself. So uh, ready for our boys to go out there and show one more, at least one more time that they've got to fight. And, you know, we've talked about it weeks before, They've yet to give up as much as adversity they faced, and teams before we would see give up at this point. This team is not. So, uh, yeah. go out there and uh, roast some hog. Yeah, this is the this is the final thing I'll say. Looking forward to a game, and then we can uh, we move into hoops. Uh, believe it or not, Brady Cook has more passing yards, and from just kind of eyeball. Um, almost a better completion percentage than KJ Jefferson. Brady Cook has 2263, 2263 yards to KJ Jefferson's 2149. Um now Sanders has outrushed Cody Schrader by more than double, but also our leading receiver Dominic Lovett um has 15 more yards than uh their Landers, whoever that is. So I, I would not have guessed that, especially given the game that we just talked about between Arkansas yeah, and Miss. <laughs> so <laughs> I believe KJ's missed two games this year. If oh, has he? Okay, see, yeah, my memory's serving me right. I do know uh, that I, I'm 
I'm encouraged um, given that, you know, when our defense played Deuce Vaughn, except for, you know, the garbage time, one long run. Um, and also whoever the, whoever the running back is for, uh, for Auburn, I feel like our defense has done, has done a very good job of keeping, um, you know, some of these bigger name running backs in check, uh, especially at home. So I'm hoping to see that replicated, um, replicated on Friday. But Drake was asked about KJ Jefferson and his words was, I hope he goes pro. So yeah. <laughs> I stand with coach in that sentiment. Uh, Case, do you have anything else you want to add to the football side of things? No. You guys, I think you guys cover it pretty well. All right. Well, let, let's go in the outdoors before we get into hoops, if y'all don't mind on that. Uh, Case, you have the numbers on, on that. I know we we just had one game since our last episode. Um, you want to go in outdoors? You want to go into hoops? Let, let's go in. Oh yeah, Let, let's go in the in outdoors. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> uh, let's go in outdoors. Um, you want me to talk about my one hunt I got in? <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't know where we're going. You kind of froze on me there. I thought yeah, you were going to made me think that you were going to I thought you were going to say something. That was funny. You made me think that you were just going to take the wheel there. So I'm sitting here waiting. Nope. <laughs> just take the wheel. But Skeeter, don't cut that out either. You leave that in there, okay? <laughs> well, uh, I didn't get to go Saturday. I was on daddy duty. And so... Sunday morning, I didn't get in a hurry to go out there because uh, my buddy that hunts the same part of the National Force as I do said, we had some neighbors move in on us Saturday. They were out there with four-wheelers, and he said chainsaws, which I didn't think was legal, but that's their risk, not mine. But uh, so I kind of wanted to get out there and see what they had set up before I decided to climb up in a tree and be set for the day. So went out there a little bit late and there's a truck with a trailer with the gate down. So somebody was back to the four wheeler. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll go down the road. I mean, it's over a thousand acres of national forest there to hunt. So there's plenty of room. And as I was driving down the road, I saw a decent sized tree and about a foot and a half, two foot off the ground. It was clean, uh, the bark rubbed off of it. So I hit the brakes and there's a parking area a little bit back there. So I backed up to it and went out and looked and sure enough, it was a pretty good rub. And so I saw the trail and kind of set up there on it and didn't see anything that morning. Went back that evening and, uh, found a, you know, a, did a little bit of scouting and got my hanging stand and hung it on, on a tree off the ridge. And about about four thirty, I hear steps coming, and it's not a squirrel. It's definitely four legs and heavy. And I thought, oh man, this is this is coming. It, it's coming right for me. And so I get my crossbow, take the safety off, and it's going to be coming back over my left shoulder. And it's getting within yards of me. I'm talking within five yards. It finally pops out. It's about a 120-pound German Shepherd. So that's my hunting story <laughs> for, for the weekend. 
Oh man, I did not shoot. Just to clarify, I did not Good. shoot. Okay, get that on, get that on record. Yeah. Um. Hi. I I went out on Friday after work. Uh, it was super cold in here in this part of Missouri, like uh, twenty degrees. Um, wind chill was in like the single digits. Uh, I went and I sat for sat for about four hours after work. Uh, I saw a had a big doe come at me and could have shot her, but I got excited for a buck coming after her. And so I let her I let her go up the ridge there. And it wouldn't have been like a it was she was probably a hundred yards out, so it wasn't like it was a right there shot. And I uh no buck came after her, so I ended up just sitting there, not shooting anything. Um but we'll be back out for both season. Both seasons, you know, coming right back and trying to fling an arrow at something. Does y'all's bow season actually stop during rifle? Uh, you got to use a rifle tag. So, like, okay. you you shoot, you can shoot a a deer with a crossbow or compound, but you got to use your rifle tag. You can't cash in one of your bow tags during this season. Yeah. Well, down here in Arkansas, we just get six tags, and it's whatever combination of archery, uh, black powder, and rifle that you get it done with. It's weird how different states are. Like yeah. state by state, the rules. You want to? You always want to go right into hoops now. Yeah, if, if if you don't mind, let's do it. All right, let's move into hoops. So your Mizzou Tigers took on Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils, which is maybe one of the best names in D one basketball, but it is also one of the worst programs in D one basketball. So, ESPN had a article before the game. I don't know if you read it about it. Being possibly the hardest job in Division One college I basketball, did. I actually saw that article uh, while I was looking up the stats in the team. <laughs> so, yeah, they hung with us way longer than they needed to. Uh, halftime was thirty-seven forty. That wasn't um, didn't love that. And they got a guard named the last name Collins, uh, and this dude was electric. He was uh, twenty-seven points total in the game, and just an absolute monster. Really, once once the second half they got him shut down. I think he uh, he only had five points second half. We ran away. Um, it also helped that the big storyline of the season, the Sam Horn of the basketball season, has been Isaiah Mosley, and a lot of yeah. folks are just concerned that he's not getting enough minutes. What it looked like last night was uh, Dennis really taking off the chains because second half he went off. Um, let me pull Isaiah's stats real quick. Hodge led team scoring. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Skeet. Well, I was going to say, if I remember looking at it earlier, he played 20 minutes and had 18 points, so almost a point per minute. Yeah. Um, what was the stats on that? Do, 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 do. Where is Mosley at on the scoreboard? I'll just say, uh, Yep. I, I don't believe Coach Gates is playing you know, the minutes that we'll see once we hit next month and our schedule oh, gets no. increasingly harder. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talked about it last week, him giving minutes to guys that we might have to count on barring, in, you know, with an injury or uh, foul trouble and all that. So I'm not panicking over Isaiah Mosley, not, <laughs> not getting no. 30 plus minutes a game. No, I am. I'm not either. I I think it's just where we are a little bit reactionary as a fan base. I think that's fair to say. No, um, 
<laughs> us no. And I, I think it's a lot of that. I think I think a lot of scarred fans from football season, man. You know, they're just and maybe just from the uh, Martin era in general. But um, you know, the Tigers did a good job in the second half of that uh, Mississippi Valley game of playing a lot cleaner defense. Second half, that was an issue too. There was there was times where their uh, their center would just be wide open in the paint, not a Tiger around them. That's an easy two points. That happened a few times. They clean that up, and uh, I, I know you're, you know, you're like, well, we should have never happened with a team that bad, and that's probably a fair statement. But uh, it's one of those games you gotta, you gotta, you gotta work through. You know, you gotta learn stuff about the team. That's why we're playing all these these kind of uh, low tier teams starting the season because we gotta get this uh, new team some chemistry. I mean, who knows if uh, after Friday, Coach uh, Blake Baker might have a little bit more free time and. We get him over there with Coach Cates during, during practice, and uh, maybe he can work his magic on on the hardwood too. I think more than anything, if, if Gates could take anything from the football team, he'd try and find some of those six 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 eight guys and add some more height to this team. That's the one thing that's going to hold us back. Is we are a small basketball club right now. Uh, that that Tyler Stevens, the Tyler Stevens, play a power forward today. Yes, uh, he he's definitely one that seeing him on the football field, I'm like, oh, he, he should be playing two sports. You're in the uh, wrong arena, buddy. You need to go yeah. over to the Mizzou arena. A little, little bit of Justin Gage in him there, if you'd say. So like uh, probably my, my favorite Mizzou player of all time, just uh, for the fact that Pure was when I was really falling in love with Mizzou, and uh, he was on my TV a lot. Yep, just gave so, the man. Uh, but all right, I'm I'm pleased. You know, a lot of the fan base is complaining about minutes and about close games and and this and that. But think of who we lost to last year. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, UMKC Sydney. was a a huge gut punch. So I'm uh, from the Kansas City area, and there was a time where uh, I had a buddy that worked for UMKC basketball, and he tossed me free tickets, you know, like courtside all the time, right? And yeah. this is back when they were playing in a municipal auditorium in downtown KC, so it was kind of cool to go there. But right next to the bars, the happening places, I was a 22-year-old, 23-year-old, so it was a good time. I went to a bunch of UMKC games. It is I can't explain how bad that program is. That program is a it's a laughing stock of what it's in. And that's sad. I wish they were better because you know I'm a kind of a fan of them. But the fact that Mizzou lost to them, like, that's bad. Shouldn't happen. They're, I don't they don't they weren't a good team. They don't have good players. It was it's, it's bad. And the fact that Dennis Gates hasn't allowed anything like that to happen this season against with all new guys, at least let you know that we're on the right track. You know? Yes. Uh, you know, he's He's building that chemistry, as you said, you know, and so uh, the panic for me is not there. Uh, it's basketball. We're going to have some games we lose throughout the year. That's uh, yeah. just, you know, how many undefeateds have there been in Division One college basketball to go on and win the national championship? It's not a whole lot. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you just got to mentally prepare yourself at, and I think that's another thing, too, 
when you're still in football season, you have a lot of football mindset still when it comes to basketball. And so, you know, each game seems like it's so huge and it, it's not nearly as impactful on the season one game compared to football as you know, with basketball. So yeah. Uh, hopefully the panic will, will die down here in the next couple of weeks. By some we of the fans. Yeah. One thing with, once we get through our uh, tournament, we're in the orange bowl tournament. Once we get through that, we'll know a lot more about this team. You can kind of see where they are, but uh, I think this is, this is a fun team. I think there's likable guys. I've said on this podcast, so is Cole. Um, we got Noah Carter. He's a hunter. He he scored 28 points one night. He can ball. I mean, him alone is I'm just a huge fan of him in this and on this team. So it's we've got guys with storylines. You've got a bunch of some JUCO guys because you've got transfers. You got uh if you're a Casey guy like me, you've got Shaw, who is one of the maybe the best Casey talent since uh Ochai from went to KU. Uh ironically, he was from my side and Ochai was from the Missouri side, went to Kansas, and Shaw's from the Kansas side, went to Missouri. So uh, there's good storylines about this team for everybody. Um, it's a fun team to watch. I, I we're severely lacking in the in the height department. I mentioned that earlier. We're gonna get bullied around a lot in the SEC, but hopefully we get hot from three point range and that changes everything. Um, I, I don't. I don't know that we'll get bullied so much. I, I feel like there's enough athleticism and length. That and, and Coach Gates and Coach Young have so much history with the game that they can scheme what we're seeing, you know, the style that we're seeing right now versus what we see in February. Yeah, it's probably going to be night and day. Uh, and so I, I feel like we have the coaching staff to where they'll make the adjustments to give us better, you know, give us better chances on defense, or at least that's what I'm hoping, being optimistic here. They haven't given me any reason to be pessimistic. <laughs> so, <I'm laughs> that's a good point, right? Undefeated. Uh, so, um, you know, it's – there's still hope. Uh, you know, it, I was watching the Arkansas game tonight. I think you were as well. They they lost. Thank goodness. Go Creighton. But uh, <laughs> anytime the Hogs lose, I think Mizzou should be happy. But uh, the, they have a lot of length to them but uh, and a lot of size. But they kind of seem slow on their defensive rotation. And uh, they seem to want to do a lot of the uh, ISO offense and run through one or two guys and so, you know, it, it it's matchups. Each game's different. Yeah. Um, that's – I know in football you have different matchups, you know, like we were saying, Tennessee beat the brakes out of us. South Carolina beat the brakes out of Tennessee, and we beat South Carolina. So matchups matter. You have your good days, your bad days, but uh, basketball, it's definitely – matchup is a big thing because each team plays different styles and uh, you you rotate so many different players in. Uh, And so there's a lot to coach there that a coach can adjust. 
Oh, for sure. And you know what? The one thing you can say about this Mizzou team is it's got a lot of depth and it's got a lot of pieces for Gates and crew to play around with. But I there did is... see a quote from him that uh, – let's see, what's the top Juco transfer, D'Aire? Yeah, Diara. Okay, Diara uh, and Ronnie DeGray. Coach Gates said he's he's going to try to work them some more minutes – here in games coming up, so uh, uh, I would love to see Dr. get more minutes. Uh, he is that size; he's massive. We just—I uh, get it—he's raw, and what I've seen from him, he is raw. I think he's the kind of guy that next season will probably be a huge impact for us, you know. Yeah. Um, but no, I would—that's I really, really want to see him get more time because we just that having a rim protector that we can at least sub in every now and then would be so big for us. Yeah. Well, uh, who do we have coming up this week? Uh, Tomorrow yeah, night. And yeah. Friday, right? Or Saturday. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Who do we play there for? I know tomorrow night we got Coastal Carolina. The shot that clears. Great, another great team name. Great uh, color as well. And then, yeah, Saturday we have Houston Christian. So, Coastal Carolina might be our Biggest test of the year so far. Um, that being said, I'll read off their stats. Take with a grain of salt because they have been on the exact same uh, system we have. Of play a bunch of bad teams. Um, they are currently sitting at two and one. Um, their overall points per game is ninety five points a game, which is it's massive. Mizzou's at ninety one point eight, which is also big. Uh, their points against is 56. They're hitting 56% of their field goals. They're rebounding at uh, 46. Um, I'm saying those are all really big numbers. They haven't played a lot of teams, and they've still lost two of those games. They've lost to Fresno and whoever. Let me see who this school is. I don't, I don't recognize this abbreviation. Uh, the Shoot. South Carolina State Spartans. Okay. I didn't realize it because they're uh, it says upstate. So go there. You go. Um, I'm looking over stats. They've not done anything super impressive, but I still think they're gonna fight us. Might be running for their money. They've got a guard by last name of Brown. This dude's putting up 22 per game. Uh, so if I know anything that we've seen from Mizzou, their offense is gonna run through that guy, and that is gonna be who we're going to stop. They've got a center who's playing really well. Uh, Mostrafa. I hope that's right. He is averaging a double-double right now, 13 points, 10 rebounds. Again, big guy to stop, and that would be something to watch out for because he is kind of might be that bully ball down low or guys like Kobe have got to come in and stop him. And maybe someone like DR does come in and play against him, and we see what DR is really made out of. Uh, but that's going to be their game, and it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, another home game for us, I think I mentioned that already, but I think that's worth noting because uh, this will be – the sixth straight home game for Mizzou. We've still not been on the road. Again, the yeah. schedule is built for this for a reason, though. Yep. Um, if you're interested in the gambling side of it, we are a 14.5-point favorite over the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. And that fun little ESPN matchup predictor has us as a 79% favorite. I like those odds. Those are good odds. I like um, those Looking over some of our Mizzou team stats, I think it's uh I think it's worth noting that Hodge 
who had a 30-point game. It's currently at 17 in the game, which is, you know, very respectable. But yeah. you look at it, and, you know, they instead of having one guy like, you know, Coastal Carolina or someone else has is averaging over 20 a game, we have got a bunch of guys in the mid-teens. And I think that's we- – yeah, I was gonna say we're a deep team. Just looking at the box exactly. every game. Yeah, we. Uh, you don't have to count on one guy to score. Carter goes off one night. Mosley goes off last time. Hodge goes off. Hodge seems to be the it seems to be the most um, not respectable, the most uh, consistent. Thank you, words. It's the most consistent guy on that. Uh, and even then, Kobe Brown will go off when he needs to, but Kobe Brown hasn't needed to be the whole entire team like he was last year. So I think uh, I think that's good because um, his stats might hurt, might suffer from it, but I think there's going to be nights where Kobe's going to have to take over, and then he can step in and take over. But if he doesn't have to do it every single night, I think it gives uh, – I think that gives you like an almost an extra an extra bullet in the chamber, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, I, I almost lost focus there for a second. I, I kind of – Threw up on my mouth. I had to change my TV real quick because they showed Bill Self was on there, and I don't even have the volume up. But just seeing his face wanted me to. Um, yep, it's on my TV as well. My TV. I'm so, uh, I can't get to remote to change it, so it's just stuck there. <laughs> I'm just gonna ignore that. Torture, torture. Uh, yes. Speaking of Mizzou basketball, I do want to shout out uh, the women. I did see where. They beat Wake Forest last night, and to my knowledge, they're undefeated as well, correct? Yep, they are also undefeated. So, uh, Coach Robin. Yeah, Robin was kind of on the hot seat this season. I will take undefeated Mizzou basketball any year that they want to give it to me. Definitely. And then wrestling also had – uh, I saw they had a duel coming up with Lindenwood, or it, it may have been a tournament at Lindenwood. So uh, I didn't see results, or even when that was scheduled, it may not have happened yet. But uh, there's there's a lot of Mizzou stuff happening. Yeah, going on I right now. They dueled uh, Arizona State last weekend, and they they did lose by like a a point or two. Yeah, so that was kind of uh, disappointing. But Arizona State's a pretty good program, if I'm not mistaken. They are. Uh, I, I do know Missouri high school football uh, playoffs are winding down. I, I believe it's semifinals this weekend uh, in two way I know of. Uh, my, my alma mater, Seneca, taking on Lamar for a chance to go to the championship. So there's a lot to do in the state right now for sports, hunting, uh Definitely not a boring time of year for sure. Oh no, definitely not. Well, I don't know if uh, we're going to make it for Cole to jump back on. He had uh, a situation to take care of there, so he had to leave us in the middle of recording, but uh, we may get him to record his own little segment and talk about his hunting because unlike Case and I, he, of course, was successful again. Uh, tagged out for the year. Uh, hey, you average us deer per podcast. We're still pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not jealous of him. 
<laughs> I know, right? You're right. You believe me? <laughs> yeah. Do I make it sound real? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I I I wish I was half as good as Cole is. He's he's knows what he's doing. That's for sure. Uh, rifle season does end for you all tomorrow, correct? I thought it ended today. Oh, today. Okay, it, it's ten days if I remember Missouri yeah. rifle season correctly. So hopefully everybody uh, got out there and had success. If not, get your stick and string and keep get going at it because it's it's not not over with. No, we got till the fifteenth of January if you're in Missouri and get out there, do some more hunting. Or don't. I don't know. Um I did not enjoy rifle season as much this year. Something about being out so much in bow and uh having a little more woods of myself, I did not enjoy feeling the pressure of other hunters all around me. Yeah, and, and then being sick and uh yeah. you weren't being busy for the holidays and so uh it's not I can I can see where with it being so short for y'all, it's you can yeah. have a really good year or you can be like, ah, screw it. Bow hunting's yeah. better. And that's probably where I'm at right now. Well it a bad day of hunting is still a great day in, in my eyes. Oh well for sure. So well you've got Two basketball games, uh, men's basketball games to look forward to this week. We've got a big football game Friday, so there's. It's a great time to be a tiger. I'll say that till the day I die. It's a great time to be a tiger, a Mizzou tiger. And I don't have anything myself to add to this tonight. Uh, if you have anything, feel free. There, case. Just go Tigers. Beat Arkansas. Beat Coastal. Beat Houston Christian. I would love, love to be out of my door Friday night and uh, hear nothing but tears and pigs squealing. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. That'd be great. I want that for you. Yes. Well, for this week's episode, uh, we appreciate y'all listening. I I did want to mention, too, uh, we are over 100 listeners now on spotify and want to thank you all greatly i know this is not everybody's cup of tea a podcast and we're not trying to fit everybody's cup of tea uh there's there's plenty of podcasts out there and uh we appreciate you giving us your time to listen to us it it does mean a lot and hopefully we're we're getting better at this as we go yep i appreciate everyone that listens and i I like that people that are interested in uh, this dual concept that we are as well. Absolutely. Well, for Case, Cole, I'm Skeeter signing us off. That is M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Go Go Tigers. Tigers.